G'day and welcome back to another episode of Comic BS. Hi, I am Beige and this is a very special edition. This is comic bullshit talking BS show after dark because it is in fact the first time uh, I think I've ever done this show after dark or after it's turned dark. I've got a very special guest here in the studio with me tonight. Um... Sticks, say hi. Yes, that's right. The infamous Sticks is is here with me because no, I have ran out of time to do an episode recording in the van before work. So guess what, everyone? You have to deal with me in the comforts of my own home with my puppy. So we might hear barking, we might hear woofing, we might hear sticks. Don't eat that. But most importantly, what we are going to hear here this evening or on our new comic book day, whenever we're listening, but let's be honest, it's got to be on new comic book day because we all just jump on this as soon as it comes out, as you should. Uh, but it is new comic book day. New comic book day means new episode of Comic BS. What we haven't done in a while... Um, is Ice Cream Man. I did issue one and two uh, and was going to do issue three as soon as it came out. But you know what? I decided I didn't want to do issue three because, uh, as we know, it's a bit of an anthology. It's doing um, things that are different. It's not following uh, particular characters. There is a crossing over of characters. Stixie, up. Come on, buddy. Good boy. Excuse me for a second, everyone listening. Um... (laughs) Yeah, it's not so issue three. I wasn't a huge fan of, um, but that's all right because I didn't really enjoy it. I didn't go ahead and do it. So, but what we have is Ice Cream Man Stixie. Can you please not do that? Thanks, buddy. Is Ice Cream Man issue four? So again, it's written by uh, W. Maxwell Prince, and the art is by Martin Morazzo. Shake it off, buddy. Come on, be up. Stixie's just like I don't want to listen to your bullshit, Dad. So that's fine. I've just put uh, the two-legged into bed, so we shouldn't be interrupted by him. And my beautiful wife has gone, yep, you know what? I'm going to watch some TV in bed and let you do your show. Isn't that lovely? Ice Cream Man, issue four. Okay, so the front covers have um, been sort of different. Uh, This is, again, a little bit different. It's got our Ice Cream Man riding an ice cream bike this time, Um, not with his truck anymore. And I wonder if that's because the truck was crashed. No, because it's in this issue. Anyway, um, so the Ice Cream Man is riding his bike. Uh, Stixie, don't scratch, mate. My dog's got some ear issues and he's doing some scratching, so I apologize if I start talking to my dog about not scratching his little ears. Um... He's riding his bike through a graveyard, uh, and it's a two-person bike, and on the back of his bike is a skeleton pedaling along with him. We've got the moon in the background with Ice Cream Man written in it with two uh, ice, icy poles up the top there. Um, it looks sort of like uh, Barney Bananas or something. Hiding up there, and yeah, like riding through the cemetery there. So issue number four. So we'll get right into it. Start off out the front, and we're in the same neighbourhood. We've got the neat, neatly manicured lawns and the very nice houses we've got what this, 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 this is just some bad artwork this house clearly has a double car garage but it's drawn with only one car in front of it but anyway i won't get into oh i just grabbed my dog's wiener so we're on the top floor of the house in the bedroom and we've got um somebody speaking to somebody because we're outside obviously so i've never had to eulogize someone before Cuts inside the house. We've got a massive bed. Jesus Christ, that is a huge ass bed. Um, lots of cupboard space, uh, sink, vanity mirrors, bathroom ensuite. Really nice house, actually. I want to move to there. Um, yeah, so this uh, lady who's clearly heavily pregnant is doing up her husband's tie. She's like, Stop worrying. You'll do great. And he's just looking at her. 
Um, Chris, I haven't talked in two years. I had no... Uh, Chris and I haven't talked in two years. I had no idea he was sick. Joel, listen, says the wife. Life gets busy. People grow apart. It's just the way things go. Don't I know it? Um, so she's pinning a uh, flower. That's it, boy. Up your hop. Good boy. Pinning a flower onto his jacket. And he's just looking at her. He's got some really crazy-ass heavy thick glasses. Uh, and he's staring at her. And we turn the page. And he just looks down. And he looks a bit sad. I wish I could have... I wish you could come. And she's, she just laughs and holds her ginormous belly. Ha! <laughs> I could barely make it to the fridge with this thing inside me. And then she grabs him by the neck. Oh, like, happy fun family. Like, holds his cheek, grabs him by the neck sort of thing. Not like chokes him out. You sure you don't want me to call your sister? I'll be fine. Try to enjoy the night away from home. Hey, what'd you find, mate? You shouldn't have anything like that that you can eat on the couch. Thank you. Um, try to enjoy your time away from home. You won't be getting many. You won't be getting many once. Uh, Pelly, Pelly, Peely, Peely. Weird name. Well, I guess it might not be weird. Uh, makes his arrival, and then. Where am I? So it's a voice uh, in a monologue voice. Uh, I assume it's the best friend. Now, this is Ice Cream Man. As soon as I see this, the first thing I think is Ice Cream Man. Sticks, I'm telling a story here. Thank you very much. Do you want me to tell it to you, Sticks? So, Sticksy, first time I see this, mate, inside the belly, like with the, the way the inner monologue's written on the belly, I'm like, fuck me. True nature of the Ice Cream Man. He is inside her. So he's dead best friend is now he's going to be his baby can you believe that can you believe that i can believe that um so yeah that that's where i went at first i'm just like holy shit is that inside that's weird as hell anyway so um she goes "Mm," picks up a polaroid handsome even in grief a smile honey and he um gets his photo taken he's like i heard that i think that his dad's coming after all this time what's the matter buddy I'm just going to pause the show for a second and see if he needs anything. And I think I'm just reminded of why I do this show without my dog around. So, I um, gets his photo taken. Um, it says that he can't believe that Dad's coming after all this time and she does the little Polaroid wave thing. Um, he said, 25 years. I'm not sure what, what I would, should even say to him. And she's like, voila, and hands him the fucking Polaroid. And he just says quietly, I swear I used to be taller. I know how you feel, buddy. Um, she's, Joel, Chris was one of your best friends. The only thing you need to worry about is being there for him. And she holds his face close and stares deep into his eyes. Now, let's hear it from the top again. And then he starts going into his uh, eulogy, eulogy here. Chris was a complicated guy. So now we're, we're cut to the uh, cemetery here and he's talking to a whole heap of people uh, standing around Chris's grave um, tombstone. He was first and foremost a musical genius. He had this ear. Any song he heard, he could play it back on a guitar, a piano. Within seconds, it was amazing to watch. By my best guess, Chris was living, breathing piece of the. By my best guess, Chris was a living, breathing piece of a major scale composition. His laugh was like a, like a good chorus or a jingle, but then sometimes he'd brood. Like any genius, Chris was given a severe 
severe moods and bouts of self-deprecation that sucked the life right out of the room. We called these episodes his minor chords. And everyone's looking all sad. And uh, over by the tree, a dude is uh, smoking a cigarette. At first, I thought he was sparking a fucking ice pipe. But uh, anyway, uh, so he takes a big drag on the cigarette and continuing on, we're now watching the eulogy from his point of view. But for all his complexity, there was always something about Chris that was profoundly simple. He loved it when an ice cream truck drove by. When they mention that ice cream truck, it's just like, oh, my bones go cold. What's going to fucking happen next? It's like, Jesus, the devil himself is coming to sell the ice cream. And even his face goes all like twisted when he says the ice cream truck. Uh, he'd hear the truck's music and immediately whistle it back as if the song was somehow his coming from inside. That's how I remember Chris radiating music, licking a giant cone of vanilla on the sidewalk. Rest in peace, buddy. And then we've got the inner monologue again, uh, white block, red text. Wait! So uh, I'm assuming that, uh, again, I'm thinking this is his best friend inside his wife at this stage, and we've got Professor X sitting down here, (laughs) old granny Professor X. It looks like a very space-age wheelchair. And then we've got uh, people, uh, we've got some dudes hugging, um, oh, shaking shaking hands to Joel, saying goodbye from the, the cemetery there. Really lovely, Joel, truly. And then he looks really sad, looks over at the coffin and then out from the corner. <sighs> I always said you had a way with words. Come here, brother. Oh, Mr. Carson, hey, hi. It's uh, his mate's dad. I'm sorry for your loss. And he hold and he holds his mate up, and he says, "You're lost too, Jojo. Thanks for that back there." With his mum passed and me being well, me, I wasn't sure who who that would uh, speechify Chrissy proper. He speaks really good English and shit, but of course it had to be you. It always had to be you. Hey, uh, hey, man, I'm. The sad old putts with no friends, and I'm in town. You want to grab a drink sometime? And he's like, "Yeah, come on, come and drink a drink with me." Now, you know, Joel's got nowhere to go, nowhere to be, because he's away from his wife. So I'm gonna sip a tea. Hmm. Yeah, it's that 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 tea kind of night. Uh, so we're at a bar now, and um, it's looking pretty dank inside this pub. The kind of place that I would visit. Uh, to Chrissy, they cheers, uh, clink their glasses together, and they drink. Joel has a shot. Well, Chris's dad has a beer in a monologue from someone unseen again. Hold on a second. So, says Joel. Sheila's pregnant. And he says, what? Sheila, little Sheila, little Sheila Decker, you two. Yep, 10 years this February. As he pours himself another shot. That's fantastic. Wow. Do you, do you know that, Mr. Carson, takes a shot. I've always wondered, well, not always, but lately, now that I'm, you know, why'd you leave? He says, huh? He goes, I've been considering it. Leaving, says Joel, as he uh, pours himself another shot of Johnny. Christ, says the old man as he hangs his head down. He says, it's just, it's like my life keeps chugging along without consulting me, without asking if if I want to come along for the ride. And I keep thinking about, you know, what you did, and it seems possible. Um, so yeah, we turn the page, and the uh, father looks up at Joel and it's not Joel's father, it's Chris's father, sorry. Chris's father looks up at Joel and says, Joel, listen to me, man. That was a long time ago. I was young and stupid and it was different. 
And he goes, but you did it. He goes, you made the choice. A wife, a seven-year-old, and you just took off. He goes, yeah, right, I took off. You want to know where I took off to? You want to hear where possible gets you? I went and I lived in the woods with a bunch of wannabe flower children. There's, um, they're dancing around all happy and golden and yellow. Artists and musicians and self-described visionaries. We'd smoke weed, we'd play music, we'd fuck like farm animals. Sure, it sounded great, but it's not, it's not real. And then uh, cut to Joel throwing up in the bin. Jesus, you okay, man? And then we've got the inner monologue again. This is not okay. And then um, Joel wipes his face. He's like, you left to live in a commune? Take a seat, brother. They called it free love. But any love worth a salt cost you. Being a dad seemed like a trap. I'd come home from a shift and Chris would be screaming. The, the kind of noise that made you want to shoot your brains out. And then he started with the music. At six, the kid had more talent in his pinky than I had in my entire life. And he's standing there and he's saying this while staring at a... Um, Joel's looking at the eulogy card, uh, the funeral card from his mate. And his dad, his mate's dad hangs his head down. He's like, I thought, I assumed taking care of Chris and his mum meant that all my big idea, all my big ideas about the world, that what I wanted to do, it had to be put on hold. That me, the individual, hadn't been erased by him. Sorry, that me, the individual, had been erased by him. So I bailed. I walked right out the door. But Joel, man, I don't know how to say this right. It's the other stuff that's the trap. The world out there. It's a, it's a bunch of locked doors. Being a dad was my way out, and I fucking blew it. It's just, you just preside over my, you just presided over my son's funeral. There we go. Spat that out eventually. This is a real deep comic. <laughs> you had to tell his story because I was too much of a coward to know it for myself. Joel says, I, and then we've got the inner monologue again. Why does this keep changing? And then um, Joel, uh, Chris's dad points up at Joel. Don't you do it, Joel. Don't bail. You can't, I can't say it more plainly than that. Man, you really tied one on, huh? Let me drive you home. So they're driving on home. And they're in the, uh, Chris's dad's driving along in the car. And then we get the, uh, he's talking to him. He was sick and I never even knew. My own son, Joel says, me neither. We lost him, we lost touch. If only I could, this is, uh, Chris's dad again just just hug him and tell him it's okay I never got a never got to hug my boy Christ and he starts crying he's I'm sorry I I just I know you didn't ask for this and then we got the inner monologue this is hell is this hell what the fuck is happening and I'm still thinking this baby's inside his fucking inside his wife but anyway um man fucking I don't know I, I like cut on my son every second I get but I'm a I'm a big sappy pusshole boy, so whatever. Um, and then Joel's like, what if... Shit, this is crazy. What's crazy? You know, what if you could hug him? Just one last time. And he has his fucking weird, demented face. And then we get the inner monologue. Am I, am I in hell? And now, a brief and unpleasant interlude, it says at the bottom. And we turn and we have Chris 
tied up to a wall with spiders crawling all over him. Where am I? Next thing you know, bang, he's on a fucking, um, you know those boards that people spin around that you're tied to and they fling knives at you? Uh, he's tied to that, butt naked, uh, strapped up, screaming, wait! And there's skeletons tickling him with feathers and they're wearing sailor's hats. And then, hold on a second, at the bottom of the screen, he's tied down and he's getting cut open uh, while a bunch of dogs perform surgery on his brain and they're cutting into his chest and they've got a knife on him. Um, yeah, I'm talking like Pugs, Labradors, fucking one that looks like Bits of Maloney, all scrawny and bony. Uh, next thing you know, this is not okay, and he's got, like, fucking dudes blowing horns all around him, wearing bowler hats in suits, uh, and they've all got long red hair. And then, so why does this keep changing? And then, bang, all of a sudden he's being puffed full of fucking, like, um liposuction fat, I guess, or something like that, and he's expanding, and then, boom, is this hell? Where am I? And then he's down on a ground, chained to a wall, still naked, looking skinny. There's a rat by his feet, and then we hear, everywhere is hell, Chris. Oh, Stixie didn't like that. Come here, buddy. What do you need? I'm just going to pause it and take him out for a wee. This is the episode with lots of pausing. Alright, so is there anything scarier than when you're reading a horror book, horror comic and then you take your dog outside to go to the bathroom and your torch that you use because it's so dark and black outside fritzes out like a good horror comic after you've just read a line when some fucking crazy-ass beast is like, it's all hell. Um, so anyway, uh, we get some green eyes glowing in the corner. You're in the sweet place. Where all the slick little boys and girls come to rot their teeth. And he's like, sweet place? What the fuck? And then this fucking weird-ass, drippy, chocolate ice cream-looking motherfucking demon spawn flies through the air. You died, and now you're here. Easy-peasy, lickety-split. You like music, right? Here's a tune I've been working on. And he hands him an ice cream and it melts and fucking drowns all over his uh, ice cream hand cup. And then we get this um, montage of Chris's dad leaving. Um, So it's, goodbye, Chrissy. Adios, kiddo. It's all your fault. You're going to be alone forever, champ. Peace, brother. Bye, 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 bye. You do you like my song, Chris? Do you want to hear it for a thousand years? He looks so peaceful. Again, another, uh, another speaking voice. As Chris is crying inside his horrific hell, and they open the coffin to see a dead Chris laying there. Like, he made it good. He made it to the good place. Let's get him out of there. And they drag Chris out of the coffin. I guess the burial's tomorrow. And then the uh, dad says, Burial. I'm I'm sorry, Chrissy. I got it all twisted up. And he's hugging his dead son on the ground. It's okay. I'm here now. I'm not going anywhere. I'm right here. As his dad holds his uh, dead son. This is fucking rough. Pulling out of the coffin and crying on the ground. Hold on as tight as you can. We turn the page and we're back in uh, the sunny neighborhood town. Good boy, Sticks. The sunny neighborhood town, Stixie. And there's the ice cream man handing a little redhead girl with blue eyes a double ice cream cone. You won't drop it. Wow. And don't forget, sweetheart, the vultures are coming to eat your brains. Bon appetit. 
Uh, and then we've got like two cowboy boots. And then we got this dude in a full black suit walking towards our friendly neighborhood ice cream man. Almighty, you're still at this shit. And he starts walking towards him. And the ice cream man looks a little bit scared. Caleb, what what are you? Hey, uh, and he looks up and he's fucking, looks like something out of a preacher comic. He's got a toothpick hanging out of his teeth. He's like, uh, I know what you were doing to those people in this town, a friend of mine. And I don't think I like it very much at all. No, sorry. So I guess I'll be seeing you around, pal. And then our ice cream man just looks terrified as fuck. And then he walks off, the dude in the black suit walks off whistling a tune in the bright sun. And the ice cream man freaks the fuck out so much that he grabs the side of his ice cream cart and twists his hands into it and bends it. And Stixie, it's okay, mate. It's just a story. Uh, And then we have many happy returns. Whoa. Wowie, Ice Cream Man, another fucking killer issue. Um, if you don't read issue three, that's my opinion only. You guys might really enjoy issue three. But for me, one, two, and four, don't worry about three. Um, but honestly, holy shit, does this book get any better? No, no one fucking doesn't. Well, guys, I guess that means we've come to an end for this week. Thank you for putting up with my annoying-ass dog, Stixie. I love you. You're cool as shit, but fuck me. You can be annoying this time of night, but, you know, that's all right. We'll deal with it. Uh, I just want to thank you all for listening again. Uh, You can jump on over to newpodworldorder.com. You know what to do there. You know where to find me. You've found me already. I'm not going to give you the fucking same spiel I give every other week. All I'm going to say is uh, I guess that's all the comic bullshit I have for this week. I have been Beige. Peace out, motherfuckers. Shoot it, shoot it out, cause they want it, want it now, now. Shoot it, shoot it out, cause they want it, want it now. Shoot it, shoot it out, cause they want it, want it now, now. Shoot it, shoot it out, cause they want it, want it now. Shoot it, shoot it out, cause they want it a little more. You can be the rest assured. You give them all you got and you give them a little more. And never even know what for. They feed and they suck until you're unconscious. It's never enough, they kill you.
new pod world 